recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Vince Elliott building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Day of the Animals and Food of the Gods. Something strange in the woods and I don't know what it is. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Been a busy weekend for us here. It has been. But we're back in the lounge to do this week's podcast. Hopefully back on schedule here. I think so. I hope so. This is one we kind of talked about a long time ago and just never got back around to doing, but when animals attack. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we're we talking about doing more than a double feature because there are more, but yeah, I, I guess we will, maybe we'll do that in another podcast. Yeah. It was kind of a subgenre in the 70s. I mean, Day of the Animals, Food of the Gods, and there was Grizzly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even take Piranha into that. Yeah. Uh, what was one of the other ones we were talking about? Lepus. So maybe we'll do uh, Grizzly and Lepus. There's a joke about a, a bear, a rabbit and a bear in the woods. <laughs> so that might work. <laughs> yes. I'll tell that joke during that podcast. Okay. But, you know, these are, well, I remember these when I was a kid seeing commercials for these. And I was real young, so I, you know, I didn't go to the theater to see them. But mm-hmm. I do remember this subgenre. And these are a lot of fun, cheesy in a lot of ways, but fun nonetheless. And the cast list on both of these is fantastic. Indeed it is. You can't go wrong with Marjo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's run it. Before we get into the plot, let's just run down the cast. We'll talk about Day of the Animals first. because Day the of the first Animals, one okay. Watched. All right, sure. Okay, Day of the Animals, directed by William Girdler, mm-hmm. who's one of our favorites here on the podcast, the Three on a Meat Hook. <laughs> yep. And a, and a few others. Christopher George. Right. Linda Day George, they were married at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Jekyll, who's been in a couple movies we've we've done on here. Uh, Michael Ansara, Ruth Roman, who now she now not many people will know who she is, but she did this notorious grindhouse film called The Baby. And if you've never seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and check out the trailer. Um, I have seen the whole movie, and it's uh, it's interesting. Also in this is Paul Manti. Who was all over 60s and 70s TV. Uh, Andrew Stevens. Susan Backline. Bobby Porter, who was young Cornelius in Battle for the Planet Apes. Well, there's our connection already. Yep. Uh, Michelle Stacy is the little girl in this. And she was a little girl you'd recognize in tons of stuff from the 70s. Least of which is she was the Mary, what, Mary Five? Yeah, Mary I think Six that's right. Logan's Run. Walt Gorney from Friday the 13th. It's got a death curse. <laughs> and he says basically the same thing in Pretty this. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah, yeah. Now, we, you know, it would have been interesting to do this and Grizzly at the same time because it has the same producer, same director, same production company and distribution company, as well as Christopher George and Richard Jekyll were in, in Grizzly also. Okay. And didn't you say that Andrew Prine was actually offered a role in this movie, but he turned it down because he had other work or something? Yeah, he was offered the role, I think, of the, the guy... The guy and the girl then trying to go back down the mountain. Ah. I think he was offered the role of that guy. Okay. But he turned it down. Um, I don't know why. He probably had, you know, maybe had another commitment or something. Or he just didn't want to do it. I mean, you know, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He could say that. Indeed. Now, Susan Backline is a name nobody will know, probably. But she's interesting because not only was she an actor in this, she was also one of the animal trainers. And she was Linda Day George's stunt double. <laughs> oh, well, all right then. But. Many hats. But she was the first to die in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was also the first to die in Jaws. 
She was the girl that, that uh, strips down and runs out to the water at the beginning of Jaws and gets eaten by the shark. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, she's one of those names that if you know it, hey, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, Lalo Schifrin did the music for this. And we really do like the music. Oh, yeah, because he's done some of the best movie music ever. What's an example of that? I'm Enter sure the we've dragon. talked. To, yes, Enter's Dragon. We've talked about that before, but, you know. Lots, lots of others. Also, this movie was made for $1.2 million, hmm. which is nothing. That's not even... Yeah. If they were to make it a day, it wouldn't have been one of the actors' salaries. What year was that? 77. 1977. Okay. Gotcha. And So did this come out before or after Food of the Gods? The year after. Food the of the Gods after. was 76. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this, from what I can remember watching this, this was they used all real animals. There was no puppets, no... Special effects. Did they do stock footage or did they actually film the animals think, well, for this? It looked like to me when we were watching, it looks like it was all trained animals. Yeah. The only time I no... the only time I thought maybe there was stock footage were the like really close ups of the birds. Maybe some eyes yeah, and maybe stuff. some of the birds like that. Which yeah. I mean it that wouldn't have mattered one yeah. way or another. I was just curious. But when the animals were all running around, they were pretty much Close to the actors, it seemed like, the whole time. Yeah. This thing starts out, the plot is, Christopher George is a, a guide in the mountains. He's taking a group of people. For a two-week hike, I think. Oh, no, you know what? I forgot one of the most important actors is in the movie. <laughs> you did. I, I don't know. How did you forget this? Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and not playing a character like you've seen him play before. He is playing a grade A number one asshole he this. really is and he gets vicious and evil yeah before the end of it he starts out being a right dick yeah just kind of a smart ass you manager. know but you'll learn as we talk about this the things influence what happens to him yeah so but anyway yeah he's he is something else he's not funny by any means yeah so it starts off right at the beginning christopher george is a is a guide in this mountain and these people are this group of six twelve not twelve uh, it's it's not twelve, but it's quite a few Six people. Yeah, maybe, something like, like eight, that, I think. Are going on this camping trip. He's going to guide them up to the mountain and back down. And they camp along the way, and then they hit. I think they get to like a ranger's cat or some cabins, mm -hmm. and then they're supposed to. Uh, get, I don't know if they get picked up by the chopper, or come back down, whatever. But they never make it. <laughs> right. The whole way. And it's supposed to be a really easy. Yeah, he kind does of it hike. all the time. Yeah, and this one he said was going to be even easier. Because it's like a bunch of city folk, you know. So he knew mm. what he was going up with. He wasn't trying to do some yeah. kind of crazy wilderness survival thing. Yeah. But we find out from news reports while they're going along the way that the ozone layer has been depleting something. I don't know what caused it. No, it's the same thing the same. that we've been talking about in real life, you know, from spray aerosol cans, oh, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But I mean, why why right now at all of a sudden at this point in time? If it was anything, it just, it just this is when it happened. Yeah, something is, has I don't know if there's like a, a hole in this area yeah, or exactly what's affected, happened, but it's affecting animals above... 5,000 feet above sea level. Anything yeah. above that, it's affecting. And I guess it's closer to the sun, closer to the ozone layer. Guess, I'm not yeah. exactly sure. They don't make that super clear, but, but regardless... Starts, the animals start acting. And you know, it, this is kind of cool because it's got a little bit of a slow burn like the, some of these movies did where... You notice the animals kind of, it's almost like they're watching the people yeah. in the beginning. 
And one or two of the human people kind of know, notice, like, uh, something's kind of funny. This doesn't feel right. Something's not right. Yeah. Here. The and Native so, American that's in it. What's his name? I can't remember uh, the character's name. Oh, darn it. Anyway. Michael Ansara's playing it. Right. Yeah. But he, uh, he, you know, right away realizes something's not right. The, the, the animals are strange kind of thing. He just gets a bad feeling. And, of course, the birds go kind of crazy. Just they're very loud. Yeah. And, but from our perspective, there's this one hawk. That just kind of flies in and watches them take off. And yeah. you get the impression it's the same hawk that's kind of watching them the whole time. Yeah. Like he's kind of the lookout for this group of animals he's or something. Man. Yeah, it's pretty weird. The passage of time is kind of unclear. It is. Because we only see them camp for one night, but apparently they've been going for a couple of days at this point. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, over the course of the film, you might see three nights but yeah. at the time we started discussing this we had only seen one night and i think it had already been a few days but one of the first attacks the girl gets attacked by a wolf right yes and she gets uh, not too bad but enough that it really shakes her up so her and she does get i mean i think she's bit and scratched a yeah, little yeah, bit i gets... mean but it's it's enough she needs medical attention yeah. but she's okay so they decide that the husband is going to take her back down the trail to go help, and the rest of them are going to keep going up the mountain. Yes. And that's when he says, uh, okay, stop. when you stop in camp, sleep sitting up, and da-da-da. So it's like, oh, so they have been going for a while now. <laughs> yeah. And it's odd because, you know, I don't know about these things because I've never been on a, a lead hike like this. But it seems to me like if someone in your yeah, tour group is attacked. attacked by an animal, they, okay, end of the... Thing, let's all go back. Yeah, tour's over. Everybody's going back. Now, given yeah. this is in the 70s and there was no, you know, mobile phones, yeah. there were no well, sat phones that were, <laughs> well, maybe so, but, you know, there there was no way of communicating from where they were. Yeah. So I guess in their mind, it was everybody else is fine. We'll continue on. But yeah, it seems it like, like if you're the- isolated incident because- that never happens up there to anybody yeah. like that. And, you know. But it's just so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, something so out of the ordinary, like an animal attack that shouldn't ordinarily happen next yeah. to a campfire. You know, it's not yeah. like there was no fire. Yeah, I-, I would think that would trigger Let's Go Home. But that would make yeah. a short movie. So, yeah. so off they send. They start going back down the mountain. Spoilers, they don't make it. Um, <laughs> well, she doesn't make it. She starts having a breakdown and he, like, storms off and says, well, stay then. And then he turns around to come back to get her, but then birds attack her. Yeah. And they're on the edge of a ledge, and she falls down the ledge and bashes her head on the rocks. Yep. He kind of goes into shock and starts wandering away. And he finds this little girl all by herself out there. Which and is now, never explained. Well, they, now, when we forgot to say, when they were coming up the mountain, they did come across a campsite. Yeah. There was a couple of tents, food, and even... Like cups of coffee still there, and the pe- there were no people. People were just gone. So she's probably part of that. Yeah, we assume so. Assume. Yeah, we assume yeah. so, but, but we they don't never know. Say. Yeah. So he he takes the little girl, and they continue on their way, trying to find help and get back down to the town. And in the meantime, the rest of the group is continuing on up to wherever yeah. they're supposed to be going. And Leslie Nielsen is getting to be more of a jerk the further they go, and they go on, and they do they get attacked again before they split up. Yeah, they get attacked by a like group of, um, right? I think it's uh, like mountain lions or something. Yeah. It's not bobcats, but yeah. And and they uh, they end up fighting them off. And the next day, Liz and Nielsen tries to split the group up 
and saying, well, I'm going to go back down. And Christopher George is like, no, if we keep going to, you know, the ranger cabins or whatever, the cabins are, you know, not too far. We can get food and they'll choppers will come for us. Yep. And Leslie Nielsen and him butt heads. And so half the people end up going with Leslie Nielsen and half go with Christopher George. Right. And it's Andrew Stevens and his girlfriend and the mother and uh, little Cornelius. <laughs> little Cornelius. Yeah. <laughs> with Leslie Nielsen. And they get, I don't know how, you know, a good ways away. And then it's night and they camp and he's just losing it. Nielsen's losing his mind. Like he's the God of their party. And yeah. Yeah. The next time. You, yeah. The next time you see him, he has got his shirt off and he is like Tarzan king of the jungle. Yeah, and he he starts, is ruling this place. He's like going to take Andrew Stevens girlfriend. I'm running this camping trip. I take what I want and I give you what I want to give you. Understand that? Stop it, please. Please. And right now, I want that. <laughs> and so he and Andrew God. Stevens fight, and he ends up impaling Andrew Stevens on a stick. With his walking stick, his yeah. walking stick, kills him, and he tries to rape the girl. Jensen! I'll kill you! And the mother, uh, Ruth Roman, is going to bash his head in the rock. And Leslie Nielsen says, do it, do it. You don't have the guts. And, and so she, she does and She it. backs off. She backs off and yeah. hides her kid's eyes. And they kind of slink off into the brush there. Yeah. And she's basically resigned herself to the fact that Leslie Nielsen's going to rape this woman in front of her and her child. Which yeah. is completely beyond my imagination. But... But anyway, nature won't have it. Yes, nature will not have this. And along comes the big gentle bear. Ben. Yeah, gentle Ben. <laughs> He's not so gentle. So this big bear comes up, and Leslie Nielsen wrestles with a bear. And it's actually it's, pretty. It's a real bear. And he it really is a real bear. With the bear. Well, the thing that gets me is, you know, Leslie's so out of his mind at this point, and. The bear is like up. He's in attack position, you know. He's he's up. He's on his hind legs and he's roaring. And, and he's, Leslie's like, and, "Come on!" Yeah, and he <laughs> charges the bear. <laughs> and the bear, he didn't even wait for the bear to come at him. He charges yeah. the bear, and, and then you see him wrestling. It's not a guy in a bear suit. It's a no. real. You know, black, well, not black, but a brown bear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they wrestle around, and, of course, you know, the bear ends up killing him. And, uh... So then the other, the other three, the the mom, the son, and... Oh, yeah, and they, the, they just kind of run away together. Yeah, and they, they find, run off, and they end up finding a helicopter that's crashed. Yeah. And... A pack of dogs. A pack of dogs attack them, so they, so they, they get, get in, in the, the helicopter. helicopter. Like, lock the doors, and they're safe in there. Yeah, just sitting in the helicopter. Yeah. Meanwhile, our other party... Is going up, up the mountain. Oh, and then we get a flash to the sheriff in town. Yeah, and he gets a call in the middle of the night from his deputy, and it's like, "Hey, the national guard is here. The army's here. It's martial law. We got to get everybody out of town and off that mountain. Something is those other layers driving the animals are crazy to attack people." Yeah. So now this is where, because at no point have you heard anything about the fact that this is affecting people. You only hear that it's affecting animals. So I said early on to Rob that I feel like whatever's happening to the animals is also affecting Leslie Nielsen's character. Yeah. But I didn't think it was affecting anyone else, and it didn't seem to be. It just seemed to be affecting him, yeah. which I thought was odd. But if you listen in the background during the scenes with the sheriff, 
and you know that whole thing going on you do hear the reporter saying that it's affecting humans and that some of the survivors have immunity and they need yeah. to to test and find out why some people seem to be immune to the effects of of this thing and I don't know if they actually call it a virus at that point. Yeah. I don't think they do because it's not a virus. It has to do with the ozone layer depletion. But anyway, so, so it does actually affect humans as well, yeah. but not everybody. And this is where it gets kind of funny because the sheriff has <laughs> got this call from his dad. We, you got to get down here now. We got to start doing this. Get Pack up your wife. Get her down Alpha Mountain out of town and come here and we got to get to work. So he gets up, goes in the kitchen. Pull some meat out of the fridge. He's gonna make a sandwich. He's gonna first. make a snack. And he said he hears some noises and he looks around, doesn't see anything. He puts the ham on the table and he turns around, and gets some out of the fridge, and he hears some noises and he turns around. And there's a bunch of rats gnawing at the ham. And then he's like, I get a stick or get something. To he try gets a to, knife. A knife, and he's gonna stab the rats, and they start leaping off the ham like flying, like flying rats. rats at his face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that. <laughs> that was amazing. So that they was mess the cheesiest his... part of the movie. It was. It was good, though. But it was fun. So they mess his face up a little bit. He ends up slicing a rat's head off and throwing it outside. And he does indeed finally get he, his wife. And, and they, they get down to town. And yeah. he sends her out of town. And he says, I'll be down soon. Or as soon as I'm done. He shouldn't have said that. Yep. Because he ends up getting... We see him dead later on. We don't see the kill, but we see him dead. Yeah. So a little later... You see, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, the man and the little girl Yeah, have found their way to a road and they're headed back into town. They get into town and, of course, everybody's abandoned or abandoned the town. They've yeah. all evacuated. And that's when we see the sheriff dead Yeah, in one of the trucks yeah, or something. Right. Yeah, And so he's he puts the little girl in a truck. Tries to he, start it and he, it won't start. Yeah, so then he goes He goes to do something. I don't well, know no, what. When he sees his car. Oh, right. It's like two cars away. I'm like, why didn't you just go to here to begin with? Yeah, right. But they run into it. Well, they walk by a dog that's like growling, and they get in the truck. And so he says, tells the little you stay here. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get my car and pull it over here. They say lots of terrible things in yeah. this movie that just cannot come true. So he goes, as he's trying to get to his car, that dog ends up attacking him. Is it just that dog? I think so. Or is it more dogs? I can't remember, but anyway, it's at least one. he gets one. attacked, and he gets killed right there in front of the little girl. Yeah, and of course, the little girl, man, she's amazing. She just watches it happen, and she's, I don't know, her expressions were just... Horror. Horror and... Loss. It was and, terrible. Yeah. yeah, I felt for her so bad. And then we get back to Christopher George's party, and they found these cabins up in the mountain and they're looking around and they don't, nobody's there. And there's no, I don't know if there's any food or anything. And then all of a sudden this pack of dogs show up. Yeah. German shepherds. So they run and get in one of the cabins and they're okay for a couple minutes, but then the German shepherds start to break in somehow through a window. And then they come in the other way and they fight them off. All right. And, they end up getting the professor and the athlete yeah, they guy. Get, uh, Paul Manti and Richard Jekyll end up taking one for the team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they end up getting mauled and killed by the dogs. And Christopher George, Michael and Sarah, Linda Day George. And was there one other person? No, that was, that it. was it. They end up making it out of the cabin. Yeah, and down and run, to the river. Yeah. And, and of course, she river. can't swim, so they have to put her on like a makeshift raft. Or yeah, they like the break a dock off. Yeah. Or something. And they start floating down the river. With two German shepherds on the dock. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got on before they could get away, which yeah. is just funny to me. But, but some, They get them off the dock and they end up 
getting on the raft. Next time we see them, they've fallen asleep on this raft. Mm-hmm. But then we hear, I don't know if it's right after that, then the, we see guys in hazmat suits walking through that town. Yep. And there's people lying around dead and animals and lying dead. And animals all dead, yeah. So basically, whatever happened... The ozone it, layer, it repaired itself. Yeah. It's okay now. But whoever was affected by it, died from yeah. it not i mean i don't think that they killed themselves or killed each other although See, some thought, of that happened i thought when they were walking in town at first and we saw those bodies i thought they were just killed by the animals yeah but i wonder but the, if but the, whatever it was killed them yeah the um the hazmat guys were saying damn looters yeah so they're saying like it was that. looters is what those people were but we never saw any of that there was no any looting. part of the movie so the little girl gets they find the little girl the mother in the you hear a news report or something that uh a mother and son and a young lady were found in a chopper. They're fine. They're doing okay. And then you see Ansara waking up on the raft and seeing people on the bridge, and they make it, and that's yeah. the end. Now, okay. the only thing missing was I did not get a the end question yeah. mark. The, and that <laughs> but would there was music. It. Wasn't there a musical cue? Or was that Yeah, it? yeah, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> so that was it. That was the question mark. But if it would have had that, I would have made my day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was enjoyable, though. A lot of the stuff I was reading about it, people were talking about how critics, when it came out, panned it, how cheesy it was, and it was a lame script, and all, blah, blah, blah. But what saved it was it had really good actors in it. Yeah, it really did. They've all been in other really good movies. Yeah. I mean, the beginning of this had this whole paragraph or two about the ozone layer and saving the earth. And this and could happen. This is what could happen. And, you know, so obviously it's a statement about saving the earth and yeah. what we should do. And it's not like they were trying to hide anything from you. This is their, <laughs> this is their save the planet movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was very enjoyable. I, yeah. I really did enjoy watching it. I will tell you that Leslie Nielsen made me very uncomfortable. Oh, he was a bright bastard in this. He was horrible. Well, you're not with Hotshot Buckner now. You're with me, Miss Beverly Hills bitch. Uh. So shut up and keep moving. Yeah, like you've never seen Leslie Nielsen before. Yeah, I felt very uncomfortable now we watching watched, him. We watched this on, did we watch it on Plex? Yes. We discovered this new new streaming channel called Plex recently. And it, it is a, it's a free channel, a but free it channel. has ads, but it's not terrible yeah. ads. No, you see the same one over and over, which is annoying, mm-hmm. but there's not that many. But it's the quality of the picture is some of the best I've seen. True. On any streaming channel. I mean, some movies look like better than Blu-ray. That's look like true. 4K. This, this one, one looked as good as they could get whatever the print was, but it was still better than you'd get on a lot of other channels. That's true. Yeah. And there's, man, Plex has got such a selection of movies. Yeah, so you should check a it out. A lot of good stuff. Okay, so that's Day of the Animals in a Nutshell. The next movie we watched for the podcast here is Food of the Gods, the notorious Food of the Gods. <laughs> That has one of the coolest posters. I remember this poster since I was a kid. Matter of fact, I think it was on the cover of the first issue of Famous Monsters that I can remember buying. And it's just stuck with me. And I'm actually watching one on eBay right now. <laughs> of course you are. So maybe we'll have a new poster in the hallway. We have more posters than we have walls for. Well, that's why we got those snap frames, so we can change them out. <laughs> but right. anyway, Food of the Gods, 1976. Uh, Bert I. Gordon, director. Producer Samuel Z. Arkoff. So right there, you know it's going to be a good ride. Indeed. Cast, as you said earlier, Marjo Gortner. Mm-hmm. 
Who, you know, he's just like a pleasant guy and everything. I bet he's just a really nice guy. He just <laughs> seems like it. And that hair. And he's got great hair. <laughs> uh, Pamela Franklin from Legend of Hell House. Right. Who is, to me, is sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. It's kind of underlying sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. Ralph Meeker, who's been in tons of stuff. John Cipher, again, tons of stuff. I Lupino, who uh, was in Devil's Reign that we talked about before. <laughs> right. And actually had a big career along with acting, also as a director. Belinda Belasky, mm-hmm. Howling, and a lot of other things. Uh, John McLeam, who is one of those faces you're like, oh, that guy, you know. Uh, that's about it, as far as cast goes. Now, a couple of interesting things. Well, let's we'll talk about interesting things in a minute. This one did not use real animals, except in mat shots. Right. Where like Lepus, where they would they would film rats, regular size rats, but then map them in to other shots so they'd look like they were big. Yeah. But they also used puppets. And I say puppets. It's not puppets, but like big rat heads oh, that they right. made. Yeah. And then the, like the chicken, the big rooster, mm-hmm. you know, when there was close ups of the people trying to deal with these things. Yeah. And then when the lady was dealing with those maggots that were like a foot long. So gross. You know, those were actual physical prop things. Mm-hmm. But the stuff like when the bees were attacking, that, that was horrible Wasps. effects. Wasp. Those were horrible effects. They did have a couple of real ones mm-hmm. for when they were dead on the ground. But some of the mat shots were just really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. Now, was Although I, I must mention right now while I'm thinking about it, the time when the wasp is on screen and it spins around like a helicopter, cracks me the hell up every time. And they do it at least twice. It's like it was on a string or something. It, yes. It was sitting on a string and somebody just hit it and it spun around. It was funny <laughs> as hell. Now, what I was going to say about interesting things, though, the rat head or the rat bodies that mm-hmm. they had to actually physically touch yeah. and fight with, those were built by Rick Baker. Oh. A very young Rick Baker. Was he credited? I don't know if he was credited or not. I'd have to look that up. I don't remember seeing but, his name, but I wasn't looking carefully. Yeah, when I was looking stuff up, uh, I saw that, and then it hit me. I'm, oh, I remember that. I remember seeing pictures in Famous Monsters. Hmm. And so I, I looked at it, and I did find a picture of him like holding one of the big rats and the little thing that said, yeah, Rick, you know, Rick Baker, young Rick, make this for Food of the Gods, da-da-da-da. You know? Nice. So that's kind of cool. Now, this movie, it says H.G. Wells, Food of the Gods, so it's very loosely based on H.G. Wells' story, and from what I was reading, also loosely based on partly on a George, Jules Verne story, The Mysterious Island, that had animals eating this food and growing real big. And so that's the story we get. Interesting. Um, it opens up with these guys in like football training, and one of them is Marjo Gortner. Also, it's got some like voiceover, Mar- Marjo narrating, which is kind of Weird, but kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And he says that they've been, the coach said they've been practicing so hard for the big game. He wants them to take some time off to relax. Yep. So he goes with their publicist and one other guy from the team, and they're going to go to this island, what, New England or something? Area. I think so, and get some hunting done or something. Yeah, relax, I don't know. ride yeah. horses, that stuff. So they have to take a ferry to get to this island. And they get there, and then, uh, and this happens real quick, right at the beginning. And they're riding horses and they're chasing a, a deer. Yeah, you know, yeah. The dogs, dogs are chasing a deer down, and once they find the deer, Marjo lets the lets the deer go. I told you he was a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And then the one of his teammates or whoever is with him is like, "Why'd you do that?" And he's kind of pissed off that Marjo let the deer go, and he wanted to go after him. I think he wanted to kill him. So yeah. 
he goes off into the woods alone and he loses the deer, but then he starts hearing this buzzy type noise. And his horse throws him. Yep. And he's standing there and he hears this buzzing sound. He looks up and he sees this giant wasp and he just stands there. Yeah, he just stands there and looks at it. And it comes down and it stings him. And the next thing we see, Mar- he, oh, we hear Marjo hear and the other guy hear him scream. Yeah, so they go looking for him. And they find him face down. They roll him over and he's all swollen and puffy, like an allergic reaction to a bee sting. Yeah. But he's dead. So they wrap him up. Well, first Marjo goes to find help. Yeah. And he finds this farm. And yeah. that's how we find the yeah. food of the gods. Finds because Ilipino, and she's like a backwoods yeah. <laughs> hill folk living in this cabin. Right. And they, they make their own animal feed. Yeah. What, from the... she, she won't come to the door. And then he hears something noise in the barn. Which so... I do not understand this. Yeah. So he goes out to the barn and opens the door. And this giant rooster tries to peck him to death and claw at him. Yeah. And he ends up... What is he? he, he stabbed, no, he stabs him with a pitchfork. Oh, a pitchfork. But his jacket's all torn up. Yep. So he comes out of there and he finds her and... Where the hell did you get those goddamn chickens? She tells him, before you leave, can can you come and look at this and tell me if it's what I think it is? And he wants to leave because he's trying to get help for his friend. Yeah. But he goes in and she says, does that look like rat holes to you? And there's big holes in the bottom of her uh, floorboard. Yeah. Right? And he said, yeah, that it looks like rat holes to me. And she said, I knew it. They've got into the food. And so he, he says, is that what you've been feeding those chickens? And she said, yes. And he said, well, do you make it? And she said, no, it's... Comes up out of the ground. Comes up out of the ground. It's fr- like something from the good Lord or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and this um, is milky, slimy substance. It is bubbling up out of the ground. Yeah. And on the jar, it's labeled F-O-T-G. Yeah. And I don't know, does anyone ever say Food the of the Gods? End. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But in any case, F-O-T-G. So she says that she mixes the speed with, you know, whatever for the chickens and they eat it. And then she says the rats have gotten into the same food. And so they immediately, he says that the rats are going to get large. I guess he just assumes that that's the reason the chickens are Marjone so big. Because Marjone is everything. And so anyway, he leaves and they wrap up his buddy's body. And they got his corpse wrapped in a, <laughs> this is in a so tarp weird. laying in the back of the Jeep. And they go right on the ferry and drive right on into town. I line. mean, this is an open Jeep. There's it's yeah. not covered. There's it's just yeah. a body on the back of the Jeep. I mean, everybody can see it. Yeah, but but you, everybody can see it looks like a freaking corpse on the back of a probably, Jeep. Yeah. Maybe, no, not probably. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody stops him. They just let him onto the ferry, it take the, the dead 70s. body. Oh my god, it was so weird. Anyway, so they go back to the mainland and the uh, autopsy reveals that he had been stung by at least 200 wasps. Yeah, there's enough poison in his system that he had to have been stung by at least 200 wasps yeah so he and his his publicist guy pack up and head back to the island they're going to get rid of those wasps yeah find out what's going on or whatever they go back and but also the lady's husband who she calls what's his last name anyway she calls him mr so-and-so when she and she's when she's talking to other people yeah i can't remember anyway he was supposed to meet with some people and going to sell the stuff and get lots of money so they'd never have to worry about stuff again. And that's when, uh, I think it was Ralph Meeker and Pamela Franklin yeah, are driving. It. They get off the ferry and they're driving into town to meet them. Mr. Farmer Guy had had it back the night before. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's But right. he got waylaid by giant rats on the road and yeah. they ate him. Yeah, and this is one of the... So he never made it home. Most graphic scenes... Yeah, it's pretty rough. ...is when the... 
Ralph Meeker, his car is driving down the road. The farmer's guy's car is just off the road, and they pass it quick. They don't look over there, but we see there's like this guy's body parts, like part of his arm, one of his legs, and his blood everywhere. And it's if there were a couple other scenes like that in the movie, I think it would have had more weight. To it. Yeah, it might have. Yeah, know. I was kind of. I mean, it was you, surprising to see. Yeah, you see that this car drives by, and I thought, how could they not stop? You know, to investigate if you drove by that. But they weren't looking over there. I don't know. I, I can't he, see how they missed a, something. Yeah, but this guy's a, a major asshole. He is a total asshole. He he passes by this, this pregnant RV, woman. Yeah. pregnant woman, very pregnant woman. He's trying to wave people down because their RV's stuck. He just keeps on he going. He just keeps going, doesn't even stop. And, and then Frank's like, aren't you, why didn't you stop? He says, ah, we'll come back and get him on the way back or something. She's like, you're such an ass. <laughs> and uh, she works for him. Yeah. And they get. So like, why do you work for me if I'm such an ass? <laughs> Anyway, they get to Lupino's cabin, and he's real skeptical at first, because he's an ass, about the food making anything big, because the, there's just chicken corpses in there now. Right, so he, he says, thinks, well, they could have uh, yeah. make this. That's right. Yeah, the door has been ripped off its hinges, and we think the rats got to the chickens. Yeah. and then We uh, don't actually see that part. So as, as things happen, of course, he gets to be a believer, because he sees the rats. They start coming up. and Yeah, and he sees the giant wasps. And... Yeah. And the Marjo and his buddy show up to try and and the, figure the out pregnant what's lady going on. and her husband end up there was a rat on top of the RV so instead of going to the RV staying in the RV they get out they and run. run away yeah and they make it to the cabin also yep and they're they're all holed up at this one farm and Marjo and his buddy are gonna go kill the wasp but they have to wait until sundown when the wasps will go back to their nest so they locate the nest yeah at dusk not at, quite sundown it's still yeah at dusk light. and they they go over to it and they load it up with some i don't know something flammable and then they run a you know a rope up to it yeah with, a rag or something yeah with gasoline on it yeah, and they and light, they light it, it on fire and, and it blows up and all the wasps get blown up which is pretty cool because yeah. that's what i would have done as soon as I saw the giant thing, I said, fire. <laughs> Kill it and with fire. Marge is always thinking. And it sees this wire fence that pretty much, I think, goes, crosses the island or goes around the island, but it goes yeah. down into the water. Mm -hmm. And he's thinking, okay. And they electrify the... He's a, and the other guy's like, the rats can... They're going to break right through this fence. He said, yeah, but if we electrify, electrify it. Yep. So they hook up a generator to it, and it does keep the rats from coming through. It doesn't kill them, but it keeps them from coming through. Right. But it goes into the water, and the guy's like, well, rats can swim. He said, yeah, but I'm betting that they're too heavy to swim. Little rats can swim. Yeah. But they're going to have to learn how to swim all over again with the weight that they are. You know? Yeah. They're and, little feet and the big yeah, bodies. Which he's right. They end up drowning themselves, the ones that try it. And uh, except the ones in the mat that kind of are on the other side of the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but through this thing, the other guy somehow gets attacked by the the rats and gets killed. Marjo can't help him and he because he's fighting a rat too and he gets back in the Jeep and gets back to the cabin. So in the meantime, the pregnant lady has gone into labor. Why <laughs> her husband brought her on a camping trip when she was that close to delivering? I have no idea. Well boyfriend, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They make a big point of showing that they're not married, but whatever. Yeah. She don't need no man. She don't need no man. No. <laughs> she she just doesn't need a piece of paper. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. So Marjo grabs the the boyfriend and some gasoline filled jugs and some pipe bombs that he's made by by 
cutting the shotgun shells yeah. and, and all the dynamite out and the uh, and, dynamite, all the gunpowder. And they go out to the dam because the farm is located in a valley. Yeah. He go out to the dam, and they're going to blow the dam, and the dam's going to flood the valley, and that's going to flood all the rats, the rats and drown the rats. But of course, it's going to flood the house too. Yeah. So they all have to get upstairs in the attic and get out on the balcony. On the balcony, on the roof that leads out from the, the top room. Yeah. And so it works. he manages to do this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ralph Meeker gets killed by the rats before that. Yes. Uh, so we've got. And so uh, does uh, I Lupino. Yeah. She gets. Unfortunately, she gets, gets killed, killed by, by a rat. So we've got Marjo, Pamela Franklin, and the pregnant woman and her boyfriend. Yep. And it works. They flood the valley. All the rats can't swim. A couple of them get on the roof and they end up shooting them and bashing them in, with, beating them to death, one to death with the gun. And the white rat that was the leader. Yeah, that must be the leader. <laughs> the albino rat with the red eyes. And then the water goes away. And the next thing we see, and they're walking through the mud and dragging these rat bodies. Dragging rat pile, bodies. Yep. And they set them on fire. And Pamela Franklin has one jar of the food left. And before they set the fire, she pours it on the pile and they set it on fire. And then Marjo and Pamela go off and pregnant woman and the husband. They, and the boyfriend. baby. And the baby. She had the baby before they went up in the attic there. <laughs> Happy ending. Yes. Except. <laughs> then you hear Marjo hear in a, a voiceover. voiceover. <laughs> and we see a couple of these jars, some with a little bit of the stuff in them, like floating down the little stream and then getting into the bigger stream river and then emptying into tributaries and then these cows drinking the water. Yep. And then we see throughout this whole voiceover, the cows being led to the milking machines and getting milked. Yep. And then the milk being, you know, distributed and and then the kids at a little primary school, grade school drinking the milk. That needed a the end question yeah. mark. Well, I mean, it pretty much was because Marjo's voiceover the whole time saying, "I hope we got all of the, all of the." He, did he call it food of gods then? Food of the gods. That's then? what he says. It is I hope we got all of the food of the gods, even if a little bit of it is still left. Who knows? Who what knows it what? Would have yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we glossed over a lot of this to get through it quickly, but um, yeah, well, the, yeah, and the, the effects in this one were oh, oh. Something. They were pretty horrendous, yeah. but you know the what? I loved every second of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we had a ball watching this. The close-ups of when they were fighting the animals, the you know, the puppets or the... Those look good. Yeah. Those look like... They look real. Those look fantastic. But the matte shots of the actual, you know, the real size trying to look bigger, just, oh, some of that stuff didn't work. Yeah, Especially that, the, it the wasp. Those were awful. Yeah, the wasp were horrendous. Oh, one thing, and they um, they didn't actually kill rats. I would no. just like to note because looks, I was worried. Yeah, when it looks like they're shooting rats, it does look pretty good. I mean, it's like they, because I was thinking, man, they just really shot some rats for this. What well, was the seventies? But no, it turns out what they did is they shot high pressure paint, like high pressure water, and it hit the rats. Of course, it would knock them away. Yeah, you know, and uh, so it looks so like it probably had, didn't feel good, but no. it didn't kill them. Thank goodness. Yeah, and um, another thing. About this, the rats that one of the big rat heads mm-hmm. that Rick Baker made, yeah, showed up again in the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> oh, I remember you telling me that, and I forgot about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this one was. It, there was a lot going on in here. Marjo was amazing. Oh, yeah. It we simplified a lot of that. I oh think. yeah, yeah. We, but we it was uh, pretty quick. But um, it was it was a it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And this was on Plex also. Yes. So you can watch them right back to back. 
Indeed. Know. Well, actually, after we finished the first one, this one started to play all it by did. itself. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not sure if these are available on DVD. I didn't look that up to find that out. They may or may not be. I know Food of the Gods was available at one point on a, one of those mid, MGM Midnight uh, double features. Yeah. Which I'd love to find that copy. But uh, it's on Plex. You can watch them. It's easy. Yes, indeed. And you should. You should, because we did. We'd had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, Grizzly and Night of the Lepus. And because we watched Piranha a couple years ago. But yeah, I think we ones. actually did the podcast on Piranha. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that one won't be in this, you know, but that's okay. Even if we don't do a podcast, we're going to watch these other ones for fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, I think that's about all I got on these. I think that's it. We have one thing left to one do. One thing left to do, and that is to prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Now, we do this just about every podcast, at least every one that Phyllis and I do together. And Clayton and I, a friend of mine, discovered that many years ago, long before the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, that the world revolves around the original Planet of the Apes. And you can connect anybody and anything through a series of steps back to the movies or the TV show. And so Phyllis usually gives me somebody from the movies we talk about, and I connect them back. And uh, we'll see how quick I can do it. Okay. Well, this one... I think we have direct connections, so I'm going to try to avoid those. So yeah. you can't use those. Okay. Um, so let's do Leslie Nielsen first. Leslie We're do two. Nielsen. Okay. Leslie Nielsen was, um, let's see. Leslie Nielsen was in Forbidden Planet with, oh, I just blanked on his name. Richard Anderson, who was Oscar Goldman. in Six Million Dollar Man. Okay. With Lee Majors. Lee Majors was in... Will Penny with Charlton Heston, Planet Apes. <laughs> okay, very quick. <laughs> Alrighty, so the second one, I feel like you have to do Marjo, but have we done Marjo before? I don't know. I think the last movie we did with Marjo, you probably did The Hoff. Probably. So let's do Marjo. Marjo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Marjo. Okay, let's see. Oh. Yeah, Marjo was in Star Crash. Yes. With Christopher Plummer. Right. Who was in Star Trek uh, Undiscovered Country. Right. And Star Trek, you take immediately to, you can take Shatner or you can take Nimoy and get uh, Mark Leonard, who was Serac and was also Urko on the Planet Apes TV series. Well, there you go. <laughs> Once again, you have proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. Because it does. So go watch all the original Planet of the Apes movies, because... Or the TV show, or both, because they're a lot of fun. And watch Food of the Gods and Dan Animals. Indeed. So, I think that's about it for this one. That's all I got. All right. So, till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.